Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, May 7th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Donald Trump is weighing up a move that could threaten the trade truce with Beijing. The European Central Bank is expected to resist pressure from Germany's constitutional court to justify its bond purchase program, and shares in Lyft made a sizable jump in after-hours trading yesterday after giving Wall Street some good news about the health of the ride-sharing business. Plus, Airbnb was expected to make its stock market debut this year. Our San Francisco correspondent, Dave Lee, will tell us how the company is thinking about the future as the travel industry deals with the coronavirus crisis. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Tensions between the U.S. and China have been heating up. With the national death toll from coronavirus above 67,000, U.S. President Donald Trump accused China of covering up its outbreak and allowing it to spread around the world. Now the U.S. president is weighing up more aggressive economic measures against China. Administration officials, congressional aides, and industry lobbyists in Washington say the White House and Capitol Hill are considering steps to curb supply chains and investment flows. The big question now is, will all this undo the so-called Phase 1 trade agreement the two countries reached in January? Though it was limited in scope, the truce ended a nearly two-and-a-half-year trade war, where each side lobbed tariff threats back and forth. But yesterday, Mr. Trump warned that Washington could ditch the agreement if Beijing fails to follow through on its planned purchases of American goods. U.S. goods exports to China have fallen in the first three months of the year. He said that his administration would assess how much China has complied with the agreement within the next two weeks. On Tuesday, Germany's constitutional court ordered the European Central Bank to justify its bond-buying program. But it looks like the ECB is going to resist that pressure. Four ECB council members told the FT that they were determined the bank should not answer directly to the German court. They argued that if the ECB did respond, it would threaten the central bank's independence and expose itself to pressure from other national courts. Sources say that several council members floated the idea that instead of the ECB providing a proportionality assessment, that Germany's central bank could do it instead. This is to demonstrate that the economic effects of the government bond purchases did not outweigh other policy objectives. This all stems from a 2015 case brought before Germany's highest court by nearly 2,000 people. They argue that the ECB's sovereign bond-buying program strayed into monetary financing of governments, which is illegal under the EU treaty. The ECB has purchased 2.2 trillion euros worth of public sector bonds over the past five years. An ECB spokesperson declined to comment. And the lockdowns meant to control the spread of the pandemic have upended the ride-sharing industry. Take Lyft. Its start to the year showed promising signals for the company's target of profitability before the pandemic hit. The ride-hailing company beat Wall Street's reduced revenue expectations for the first quarter. Plus, net losses of about $400 million for the quarter were in line with analysts' expectations. But they were a huge improvement from the same period last year, when it lost $1.1 billion. And investors liked what they saw. Shares in Lyft rose by 17% in after-hours trading yesterday. But it wasn't all sunny in the first quarter. Rides were down 75% this April compared to last April. Lyft did not offer any projections for the second quarter and has pulled its 2020 forecast. Lockdown measures have been in full effect in the U.S. and Canada, the two markets where it operates. Elsewhere in ride-hailing, 
Yesterday, Uber cut 3,700 employees, a week after Lyft said it would cut 17% of its workforce. Uber will report first quarter earnings today after the close of trading in New York. And our San Francisco correspondent, Dave Lee, recently had a face-to-face chat with Airbnb chief executive Brian Chesky. It was over a Zoom call, of course, Dave from his home and Mr. Chesky from his. Airbnb is navigating a difficult time under lockdown, like many in the hospitality industry. As people stay home, Airbnb has watched its bookings collapse, along with those of hotels, airlines, and tour operators. The company now expects 2020 revenue to be half of the $4.8 billion it took in last year. And while Mr. Chesky refused to rule out a 2020 flotation, two big investors say that now looks almost impossible. On the bright side, the company did see a jump in bookings in some European countries. And so Dave picked up on some optimism from Mr. Chesky during their conversation. But when it came to the short-term impact of what this is having on his employees, on uh, the company's health in general, you know, on his own uh, ambitions, what the company was meant to be doing this year, he did get very, very downbeat about that. As we found several days after speaking to him, he was planning enormous job cuts for the company, job cuts that I take him at his words when he says, you know, they were very, very hard to make. Right, about a quarter of its workforce. Um, going back to one of the things that you, you said earlier, Airbnb is opening up across several European countries. What did he tell you about the bookings in Europe? So he said that you know, a number of places in Europe were seeing something of a recovery for domestic bookings, i.e. people booking to stay at an Airbnb in the same country they, they already live. In particular, they said uh, in Denmark, for example, domestic bookings at the end of April were at around 90% of what they were in April 2019. Now, of course, what that doesn't take into consideration, one, the length of stay, which we believe that's a, a metric that's going down with these new bookings, and also you know the rate at which they're paying for that stay. And we've seen prices go down quite considerably because of the pandemic. And also what it doesn't include is international bookings which makes up a large part of Airbnb's revenue as well but at the very least what Airbnb is seeing it says is the suggestion that there's optimism out there that people will soon be able to start taking trips or indeed people that are just desperate to get away from the house to work from home in a different home for a short while but you know they put a big caveat on all this you know Brian Chesky he said this could be a permanent recovery could be a temporary recovery simply nobody knows. So uh, I'm wondering, because there are all of these caveats that you mentioned, how does Mr. Chesky see the business evolving after the pandemic in the long term? Well, one of the things he spoke at considerable length was was what he described as the clarity that coronavirus has given him in terms of what he thinks his business is about. Now, you know, in recent years, Airbnb's invested a lot in higher end travelers. It's got a product called Lux, which is kind of vetted properties that are much more expensive than typical Airbnb bookings. It's been investing in businesses around hotels, in property development. That's going to stop, basically, in the short term. They said they're going to pull back some of those investments. And really, you know, they're going to be concentrating on what is the core business, the thing that got them off the ground in the first place, which is people sharing either a room in their home or their entire home for people to stay. Now, the inevitability of that means that for a company that was planning to go public this year, valuation that could have exceeded even $50 billion, according to some estimates, you know, this is going to be a smaller company for a good while just yet. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. 
This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.